The 2023 NFL Draft kicks off tomorrow night. What better way to get prepared than a dueling first-round mock with my guy and co-host Keith Sanchez? Who is quarterback one, wide receiver one? Does anyone slip or fall down the boards in our mock? Stay tuned. We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, to talk about anything championship-related, I got my my boy, Mr. Champion himself from LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. It's Locked On Family. Let's get locked in, baby. This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ. Yes, with those LSU Tigers, man, ready to bring championship-level content. DP, that's why we're here, man. It's draft week, draft week, draft week. We've been bringing dope content this whole time, championship-level content uh, to this podcast, man, to our listeners, to the family, man. So let's get locked in. What we have today, you know, we usually do mock draft Monday, right? But we kind of decided to throw a little curveball. So it's a little mock draft Wednesday, right? And it's not just any mock draft Wednesday. This is myself. DP, we kind of did a dueling mock draft, right? We went back and forth. I started off with pick one, pick two. We followed each other up all the way through pick 31 of this NFL draft thing. There's only 31 picks, thanks to the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> but, man, we had a really good time with this. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read off the picks, man. And with those key points in this draft, we didn't do any trades. But those key points, uh, you know, situations, we're going to discuss those, talk about those, get into those, DP. So, listen, I'm going to start this thing off. Like I said, man, I had pick one. Um, there's enough smoke right now to where I, I believe this is going to happen. And I had Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers with the first overall pick. DP, you followed that up with C.J. Straw to the Houston Texans. Then I went Will Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. Then this is a curveball, and this might be a, a pausing point right here because I was surprised that you did this. Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts. I know a couple weeks ago, one of my key thoughts was Coach Key's key thoughts was that Will Levis is not out of this thing as far as being a top five quarterback. DP, why did you decide to go Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts right now? Man, I like you said, smoke. Right, it's a lot of smoke. Uh, you know, with with the Colts, you know, for. Probably the past like month and a half, it was A Rich from the Combine, right? It was Anthony Richardson to Indianapolis, right? He's out there throwing bombs in their home stadium, you know. What I mean, as he's working, he's testing. He, he was he was the, the 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 biggest star there. He shined brighter than anybody. And then over the past couple weeks, man, like all the smoke, like transitioned to so like somebody went to Will Levis's, you know, camp and just lit a fire. So that's where all the smoke is right now, Keith. And they're saying, but at the same time, I think we both have said this. <clears throat> he fits the ideal look and model of what they've had in the past. The Peyton Mannings, the Carson Wentz, the the uh, the Andrew Lux, right? You know what I mean? He fits that look, and I I could absolutely see Jim Irsay saying, "That's my quarterback." Like the owner getting involved and saying, "That's the guy I want." 
And, you know, granted, he does fit kind of the scheme that they could run. Um, and I think you 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 laid that out per, uh, perfectly on one of the most recent episodes where you talked about in your coach. I think it was last week. Coach K's key thought was last you know last week. So I mean, that's kind of where I went with that man. I was like, ah, I think the Colts are going to make them that decision. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, I, and and you know, DP, this is something that I've been on for a while. Will Levis to the Colts, like because you just think about just culturally and and everything else. It it just seems like a fit. And then you know, Anthony Richardson blew up, right? And then. Everybody was like, hey, Shane Steichen just came. You know, he was with Jalen Hurts. You know, it just makes too much sense. But like you said, we do our research, right? Because we try to give our listeners the very best information that we can possibly give them, especially heading into this draft, man. And I seen on Shane Steichen's resume, he worked with Justin Herbert also. So he knows how to work with a true dual threat quarterback, right, with Jalen Hurts. But then he also knows how to work with just a, a quarterback to say mobile, right? And I think... That's what Will Levis is. That's what Justin Herbert is. And that, like, obviously we're not saying that Will Levis is going to be Justin Herbert in any sense of the, the notion, but that's still a possibility that Shane Steichen could feel as a head coach that I could get some type of good quarterback-level play because I've developed Justin Herbert also. So it's not just Anthony Richardson. That surprised me. I'm not going to lie, DP. You, you, you shook me up with that when I was not expecting <laughs> you to go that, um, go that way, man. But listen, then I followed up with Jalen Carter, Pick number five to the Seattle Seahawks. You went Christian Gonzalez to the Detroit Lions. And we text about it right when it was happening. Mm-hmm. And I said, you took my guy, man, because at pick seven, the Las Vegas Raiders are sitting there. So you took Christian Gonzalez. I've always mocked Christian Gonzalez. We've probably seen a lot of mock drafts with Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders. But what happens when the Lions take him, right? Like, and that, <laughs> I was shook right there. I'm like, man, where do I go with this? Do I go quarterback? I, I thought about running back, and I'm like, no, that makes no sense at all. Do I throw another <laughs> corner in there, right, like Devin Witherspoon? But we just talked about how we felt about, you know, Devin Witherspoon. So, like, I don't know if I like him as a top seven pick. So what I decided to do was with the Las, Las Vegas Raiders, it's going to sound familiar to Raiders fans, man. But oh, I, boy. I, different player, different player, man. I went Clemson defensive end, Miles Murphy. Okay, it's not Cleveland Farrell. I went Miles Murphy, man. I, I went, I went by the board. I went my big board, who I thought was a more talented player. We know that you have Chandler Jones, right? But I, I think Chandler Jones is on his way to getting phased out. So hopefully, in the, the next year or two, Miles Murphy can be that that edge guy along with what they Max Crosby, you know, just mm-hmm. in able to have those guys battle on the edge, man, especially in that in that front. So that, that's why I went with the Las Vegas Raiders. Then you followed up, DP, Tyree Wilson to Atlanta Falcons um, with, pick, with pick eight. I went Chicago Bears with pick nine. They drafted Peter Skaronsky. You went Philadelphia Eagles with pick number 10, DP. You went Nolan Smith. Talk about that a little bit. Man, yeah, the, the Eagles are – they're kind of hard to mock for, Keith, because, you know, they have – a great team and they have all these picks, you know, especially first rounders. And I'm like, man, you know, I, 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 ty- I started typing in uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was like, nah, I don't see that being the case. I was like, I would do it though, but I don't see it being the case. <laughs> so I took, I erased it and I was like, all right, I don't know where to go with this. But I was like, you know, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick to my lawns. Let's stick with Nolan Smith. Granted, do I feel like he's a ready-made pass rusher right now? No. He, we talked about him, you know, uh, you know, on yesterday's pod, on, on the Tuesday's episode of Edge Rushers. If you haven't checked it out, please go and do so. But like, I talked about the fact that he's raw and, and there's no true rush plan with him, things like that right now. But you think about him being kind of a 
air quotation tweener. And you think about what you you when you just look at what the Philadelphia Eagles have, Hassan Reddick, who was for most of his career deemed a tweener because the Arizona Cardinals yet again don't know how to use talented players they they don't have a plan for him they just kind of throw him wherever and once he found his niche as a pass rusher then you start to see that 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 career arc change and so he can help nolan smith in terms of his handwork his his uh pass rush plan same thing having a brandon graham as well keith and a josh sweat so they have enough veterans on that defensive line that can help maximize a nolan smith in my opinion yeah no, i i agree this was this was I could see happening, right? But like you said, we just in a, in what the episode or two ago, we just talked yeah. about Nolan Smith as a pass rusher. And I think he ranked somewhere between six and eight for both of us, right? On our right. ranking. But then you also draft him this high because of the potential, right? And that's what we said. This whole draft is going to be a potential versus a production type situation and see which one lands. So when I seen you pick him, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand this because the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They went to the Super Bowl and they're still picking top 10 due to the, the Saints in that, in that trade, right? So yep. you, you kind of can use this pick. I don't even just want to call it a luxury pick, but more so a, a developmental pick, right? Like you have the opportunity to swing for the fences, and if you swing for the fences and you hit on a player like a Nolan Smith, right, then you get a guy that has an extreme amount of production, uh, you know, very talented and really make some things happen. So, DP, look, man, that was picks – one through ten. Uh, like I said, man, it was a it was, it was a curveball for me with the Christian Gonzalez situation. Him going to the I, I had to make that pick, Keith. I had to make that pick <laughs> because I know I know Lion fans are probably sitting there like, man, well, we got Cam Sutton, we got Manuel Mosley. Listen, I hear you, but this is an opportunity for you to win the inner, the NFC North and be the kings of the North, the Lions of the North, right? It's an opportunity for you to do that as well as go to the playoffs and, and make some noise. So I said, give me Christian Gonzalez, get you a true number one uh, caliber corner that I don't even believe he has reached his peak or his ceiling yet, Keith. So I, I had to, I had to go Christian Gonzalez at, at six to Detroit. I had to yeah, do man. It. I, 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 it's, look, it's okay. I, I forgive you, man. I forgive you. Uh, you threw <laughs> off my draft plans, man. It's all good. But look, that wraps up pick one through ten. Coming up next, man, we have some some really interesting picks, right? With the Houston Texans, they get their second pick. The New York Jets, man, who do they decide to select? The Green Bay Packers, do they finally go offense? Then we also have the Detroit Lions popping up yet again, man, with another pick. And do we get to see Anthony Richardson? Because he wasn't in the top ten. Is he in picks 11 through 20, man? So coming up next, me, DP, we're going picks 11 through 20. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to give the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar, you got to give it a try. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing because and you won't think they're good for you because they're made out of 100% real chocolate. And they have, you know, different, you know, dark chocolate at that. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's real chocolate, and that's what you really want. And you can get flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. And, and those are the things that you really want to buy into, guys. So I, I promise you, you want to give it a shot, give it a try. I'm taking them on my trip when we go to Kansas City, you know, for this draft, for the for the draft. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be, you know, in the building. So I want to make sure I have, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I want to have uh, some, 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 some snacks and some treats with me. So I'm going to take me some Built Bar. Cookie and cream is my flavor. So if you have another flavor, just give it a try. But we can help you out with that as well. All you got to do is go to Built Bar. 
builtbar.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Keith picks 11 through 20, man. So number, at number 11, you had the Tennessee Titans. You picked tackle out of Georgia, Broderick Jones. At 12, I picked Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU, to the Houston Texans. You picked for the Jets at 13, Paris Johnson, tackle out of Ohio State. I selected for the New England Patriots at 14, Zay Flowers, receiver from Boston College. You took Jackson Smith and Jigback 15 to the Green Bay Packers. I gave the Washington Commanders at 16, cornerback Devin Witherspoon. You followed up with cornerback Joey Porter Jr., keeping that Porter name in Pittsburgh uh, with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went uh, Anthony Richardson at 18 to the Detroit Lions. You selected uh, Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I followed it up with John Michael Schmitz, center uh, to the Seattle Seahawks out of Minnesota. Key. So, what stands out to you out of picks eleven through twenty? Yeah, so let's let's start with the New England Patriots pick, man. You going with Zay Flowers to the New England Patriots? I thought that was rather interesting. What like what what angle? How do you see? that being a fit, right? Because Zay Flowers is a smaller guy. Do you think he can finally be that that number one wide receiver that the New England Patriots, you know, need? Or is he just – I don't want to say just – or is he you drafting him as a, just another guy to throw in into the mix? I, I think, you know, bringing Bill O'Brien back into the fold at the, as the OC, getting back to kind of the scheme and the system they've ran for years, you know, back when Tom Brady was there. The point of their offense, Keith, was the slot receiver, the Julian Edelmans, the Amendolas, the Wes Welkers, you know, going even going back to uh, to Deion Branch and Troy Brown. Like, that's that's that was their staple, right, where the slot receiver, those shifty run-after-catch options, those quick-hitting options – that was the point for the quarterback. That was their first read, typically. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski and Randy Moss started making appearances and it changed some things a little bit. But, <laughs> but throughout their time, and I think Zay Flowers, at the end of the day, unless they're going to trade up and go get another quarterback in this draft, Keith, there's probably, they're settled with two middling, like, skill sets with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Well, how do you uh, how do you how do you help elevate whoever's going to be under the center? Either one of those guys. You get them weapons and Zay Flowers, an explosive dynamic guy after the catch, and I think he can help those guys with quick with the quick hitting option and just make some plays for them. Yeah, so that that is just a pairing that you haven't seen much and I thought it would be rather interesting. And I wonder too just, you know, if they would take Zay Flowers that high, but I, I really do like Zay Flowers, the player, man. Look, the next thing is the very next pick, right? We've seen this back-to-back run on wide receivers, and that's when I decided to go Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Green Bay Packers, which, I, like I said, I, I continue to talk about this. I just like the comp- the complimentary um, effect that it gives, right? Like you said, you have Christian Watson, you have Romeo Dubs on the outside, two wide receivers, over six, two vertical stretch guys, long striders, and then you throw in Jackson Smith and Jimba to be able to work that intermediate route. And I think he's an easy guy to throw like for Jordan Love to be able to throw the football too, right? Because we've seen him make contested catches. We've seen him make you know, difficult touches, being able to contort his body in certain ways. You talk about body control, um, you know, just being able to locate the football over either shoulder. So you see extremely talented wide receiver. And I just think it's a really good complimentary piece. In the past, the I, I started to go tight in here because in the past the Packers, you know, they they haven't drafted right like tight ends. And you know, you're talking about being in a new new age and a new wave, but I still just decided to go to slot just because this is a deep tight end class. So the next, that was the next one I was like, okay, I think I really like this pairing of 
you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Green Bay Packers. And look, we had a run on corners with Devin Witherspoon and Joey Porter, but we had to stop at pick 18, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Anthony Richardson twofold, right? Is, 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 is why, why did he fall? Do you feel like he's going to fall, right? And, and, you know, this is a mock draft. And then why is the Detroit Lions the, the best pick for Anthony Richardson? Man, first off, I can say for myself, for the teams I ended up having, you know what I mean? I, was, I had the, the Lions twice, of course. You know what I mean? But for the most of the t- for, for the biggest part, the teams I had, the only spot that I felt comfortable putting him was going to be in Indy. But because I feel like Indy, I think Indy is kind of leaning towards Will Levis, whether that's right or wrong. Like, that's why I went. So I was like, well, I look at the other teams I had. I'm like, eh, I don't want to, you know, Houston just right, got CJ. Me. So I was like, ah, no. But I, I like the, the fit to Detroit because, again, it's similar to Seattle. Where he doesn't have to start right away, and yeah. they have weapons and a really good coach. Right. So you you started your explanation though, DP, saying that you know of the teams that you had to select, right? So basically, mm-hmm. you know Anthony Richardson's fall. You you basically blamed it on me, right? You said that look, if it was, if it was my <laughs> coach, you know what I'm saying, I would have picked different. You basically blamed it on me. I'm just, just saying I ain't <laughs> had too much control in it. You know what I'm saying? I just I was like, hey, you know. <laughs> It's, it's cool. It's cool. You know, the luck of the see. draw was not on my side to get my boy in the top 10 unless I win him at six. And then Lions fans would have half of my neck, you know? All right. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I have a question. What, mm-hmm. what teams above 18? Because, I mean, this could very well happen to Anthony Richardson. But what teams do you see, um, you know, possibly drafting him um, above pick 18? Like outside of, obviously outside of like the top five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, between that five and 18 range. Um, I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders will take a, a big look at him. I think Tennessee, if he fell, I think they will take a strong look at look at him. Because I don't know if you saw, but there's uh, Akbar Bijan. I can't pronounce his last name, I, I but he's yeah. yeah. So he tweeted out something uh, over the weekend about Derrick Henry possibly being on the move via trade to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, and he's and he's standing strong on that. He was like, "Listen, you heard it here first. Now, if that was to happen, that's signaling to me that we are going a total different direction with this offense going forward. And if you bring a, a Anthony Richardson in, you know what I mean, where this is a situation where you don't have to play him right away because you still got Tannehill, but you're you're signaling the changing of the guard. So I think Tennessee's a spot. But I'm gonna throw one more out there, and I think you was the one that mentioned this to me a while back that I like both I like both young quarterbacks. So kind of I would be perplexed, but the Washington Commanders. Like, you know what I mean? What if Eric Bieniemy is like, listen, I'm going to be the, the head coach when you leave, Ron. Like, we all know that you're about to retire. I want my guy, you know, in the building. I want a guy like Anthony Richardson rather than I don't know what I'm going to get out of Sam Howell. It's only been, what, one start? That was a Dallas Cowboys game. And albeit, he looked phenomenal. He was out there balling with those receivers. But I'm like, what would Anthony Richardson look like with those same receivers in that, in that yeah. offensive line, in that run game? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, like I said, I, I like Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Me too. I think he, he has that projection and that trajectory. Uh, but I think if you have opportunity when you're talking about galvanizing a fan base, you know, you start to get those those ghosts of like RG3, you know, like and yeah. you're like, man, well, maybe we can get the healthy version and get that for 10 years. Um, you know, supposedly, you know, obviously with the selling of the franchise – 
then supposedly, you know, there have been talks of changing the name, which I think they should. We should move on from the commander's name. Um, but, you know, I, I just think it'll, it'll be a good selection, man. So, yeah, that would pick 18. Anthony Richardson fell in this mock to the Detroit Lions. But there are some potential landing spots. DP, I'll be honest with you. mentioned the Las Vegas Raiders. I Listen, that was personal. I have no faith in Jack McDaniels <laughs> right now. That, it was just strictly personal. I'm like, he I said, I made sure he ain't landed in Las Vegas. That part was personal. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, but yeah, so that I mean that that was the last pick of that that crop of guys. I thought about it. I thought about Atlanta a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about the Falcons, but also again, I'm a Desmond Ritter guy too. So I'm like, ah man, you know what I mean? Like I was stuck. So I went with, you know, I went with kind of best player available type thing. I went with, like, Tyree Wilson. But I really thought about the Falcons. Yeah. No, I mean, and I like it, right? Because this mock draft, I feel like it was real. Like, there's still a possibility. Everyone, everyone loves Anthony Richardson. But who knows, right? Like, we get the draft day. These teams start talking about, you know, hey, we feel good about the quarterback situation. Let's go get offensive tackle. Right. Or they start some, talking you know, themselves out of it. Yeah, yeah. And some franchises, they feel like, man, you know, I don't have other head coaches, right? I don't have two, three years to develop right. Anthony Richardson. He falls to the Detroit Lions, which I think is a good situation for Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, moving forward. So DP, look, man, that was picks eleven through twenty, right? And we we seen the Anthony Richardson appearance. But listen, there's still some talented guys, right? Like we still have some running backs. We haven't seen Bijan come off the board yet. So y'all know I'm kind of angry about that, right? So uh, <laughs> what we have coming up next, man, with this next slate of picks, man, we're gonna go twenty-one. Through 31, man, there's still some big names on the board. Like we say, Kalaja Kansi still out there, Bijan Robinson. We haven't seen a Michael Mayer. And does Jameer Gibbs slip into the back end of the first round? All right, Keith. Picks 21 through 31, the final stretch. You had the you had the Los Angeles Chargers at 21. You picked tight end out of Oregon State, Luke Musgrave. I had the Baltimore Ravens at 22. I picked Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. For the Minnesota Vikings at 23, you selected wide receiver out of USC, Jordan Addison. I followed that up with Jacksonville Jack Wars at 24. Keely Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia. You gave the New York Giants at 25. Uh, interior offensive line out of Florida, Osiris Torrance. I gave the Dallas Cowboys, Adetomua, Adewabare, I felt like I nailed that that time. I felt like I hit that that time. You know what I mean? Defensive lineman from Northwestern. You gave the uh, Buffalo Bills at 27, B. John Robinson out of Texas, running back. Um, I gave uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at 28, Michael Mayer. You follow up with the, the New Orleans Saints. You gave them Derek Hall, edge rusher out of Auburn. I gave the Philadelphia Eagles at number 30, Brian Branch, safety, nickel corner from Alabama. And you, this one here, you finished it off with the Kansas City Chiefs at 31, giving them Jameer Gibbs. I felt like that was personal, that you wanted to get both of those running backs in the first round. I felt like that was extremely personal (laughs) for you. You know what, DP? It was personal. personal. (laughs) I made sure both running backs. I've been a running back guy through this entire draft process. I have both. I had the opportunity (laughs) to put both running backs in the first round. You did. I got the job done, baby. But listen, man, going through these picks real quick. I'm going to start at the top, right? Because I know I listen and be like, what? Like, there was one tight end taken, and it was not Dalton Kincaid, right? I went 
I went with Luke Musgrave. I went more of the upside. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be a really talented football player. Um, you know, our our comp is the, the Philadelphia Eagles tight end, uh, Zach Ertz, right? We think he, he reminds us of, of, of that guy, um, you know, just detailed, everything he does, man. But um, I like Luke Musgrave for the upside and for the vertical stretch part of this offense. And I think Luke has that opportunity. So that's why I went with him to the Chargers, man. Listen, then we, we go down the list. Jordan Addison was another pick, DP, that I had. And I, I, because there's been a, like, you know, I won't say a dislike of Jordan Addison, but obviously his stock has fallen somewhat, right? And I just think he's a really good complimentary piece, right? Like, even when you talk about another USC wide receiver, like a Robert Woods type career to where Robert is probably not a number one wide receiver, right? But whenever he's paired with another really good wide receiver, you get consistent level play. And we've compared yeah. him to, you know, Jeremy Macklin and Nelson Aguilar, things like that. I think there's just a, a, a slot for him for being a really talented football player. Maybe he's never dominating the NFL, but he's giving you really good production. And that's how I feel about Jordan Addison, man. Continue to move down this draft. Uh, you went, like you said, Keely Ringo. I, I have a question, DP, and I know Cowboys Nation wants to know about this. The the Adatomaway Adabari, like what, 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 what was the thought process behind that because i know cowboys nation wants to know like like they some of them may be asking like what, what are we doing i'm gonna tell you what you're doing you're getting after jalen hurts that's what you're doing you, you you're getting in the backfield with with optimal pressure packages man I, I thought about adding uh tommy to this interior defensive line and a guy that can play you know some on the edge as well just getting more juice more more explosiveness more power to this pass rush keith and where now when you look at what you have having to Marcus Lawrence having Micah Parsons and now Tom at a Tomway, like literally getting into the face of Jalen Hurts when now you can kind of cage rush him and you can collapse at all angles, in my opinion, Keith. And he holds up well against the run. He has in terms of the point of attack. He hold, <clears throat> excuse me, he holds up well um against zone runs as well, knowing how to strike and, and, and turn uh those reach blocks and, and, and defeat them and then get into the backfield and make a play. So for a team where you know that you're going to have to deal with the run game, but also you have a very talented quarterback who has a lot of talented weapons. You need to get back there. You need to get back there quickly. And I feel like being able to, to, to close and collapse all angles and gaps on Jalen Hurts is going to be your best chance of defeating this Philadelphia Eagles team that has two first-round picks. So that's why I, that's why I went with uh, Adam Tomaway. Okay, that makes sense. I got some convincing out of that because when I, I initially when you did and you made the pick, I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to talk about that one, right? Because that one kind of came out of left field from me, was not expecting it. But look, Buffalo Bills, man, getting Bijan Robinson and Bills Nation. This is simple. You're not getting better. You're getting worse, right? Like we, we talked, you, you drafted James Cook in the second round. You're going to spend a second round pick on James Cook. You could spend a first round pick on B. John Robinson, point blank period. That's just I how I feel, man. So, um, you, the, the, and guess what? It was like, okay, we'll just kind of supplement this. And then it's, it's another one of those situations. I'm one of those guys where I don't feel like you should disregard any position, right? Because teams, when you get into the playoffs, they attack your weaknesses. And then, the Buffalo Bills, they was able to throw the football, right, this entire season. Then I always talked about this. This Bills team is built as though they're a dome team. They're built as though they're a team that plays on turf, right? Like you have Josh Allen runs around, scrambles, throws the ball 400 yards. Well, what about those times when now we're, we're playing in January, which you will be if you're this Buffalo Bills team, right? And it's 
five degrees outside and you have to run the football. So my point is that you don't need a talented running back until you need a talented running back. Go ahead and get that talented running back. You still have the opportunity to possibly trade for and, and you know, go get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. And then now you're back loading and people are back saying, you know what? This Buffalo Bills team is one of the most talented uh, rosters in the NFL. So that's why I made the Bijan pick. DP, I said there was only one tight end selected, but you slid Michael Mayer into the Cincinnati Bengals. And then I want you to kind of real quick, man, the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 30, you went Brian Branch. There's another name that's kind of cooled off, much like Jordan Addison's name after the after the combine. Yeah, I mean, with Brian Branch, man, losing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that's that's a big loss, Keith. A guy that could do a lot of different things. But he's a Swiss Army knife. He played nickel corner. He played, uh, you know, safety and played in the two high sets. You know what I mean? He could play man-to-man coverage, drop off in zone, had tremendous ball skills to be able to be around the football and make plays on it. And he brought an attitude to this to this secondary as well. And I think understanding what you lost in that, it's time to re- you know make sure you replace it. And Brian Branch is the top safety, you know, on, on many boards. I think even on our so uh, and the only first you know first round graded safety that we have as well so i think for us man like well, and for me i wanted to replace that 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 missing void i wanted to go ahead and fill that missing void with, with another talented player who's also a swiss army knife and a guy that's very versatile uh he could blitz you know out of the nickel sets as well uh can help you in the run game at times i, I just think he's a really good football player and and, uh, and allow the um the new defensive coordinator i'm blanking on his name right now because jonathan gannon's in, in in uh arizona the new defense coordinator for the philadelphia eagles to uh just be as creative as possible dealing with the cowboys the giants and the the commanders man and, and again at the same time whoever else is, is coming out of that that conference and then trying to get back to the Super Bowl and win so I, I wanted to go ahead and and give him another high level football player yeah I, I, look I fully understand that I'm gonna wrap this up man with the Kansas City Chiefs at pick thirty one DP you said I took it personal yes I did but guess <laughs> what man the rest of the NFL is going to take this personal because now you're matching Jameer Gibbs, one of the ultra offensive weapons, could be one of the best pass catching backs that we've seen, you know, since the likes of, you know, a Marshall Falk type situation, man. You're going to pair this guy with Patrick Mahomes and Kadarius Toney, uh, Travis Kelsey. Like, so I just, I made this selection off of NFL. The rest of the team's picking ahead. Y'all screwed up, right? Like, this is on y'all. This part is on y'all. Y'all let Jameer Gibbs be quote unquote running back. All, all the way to the end of the first round, man. But that wraps up DP. That was our last mock draft, baby. That was the last mock draft with this class. Man, now we get to talk about what's going to happen in the NFL draft uh, less than 48 hours away. We're extremely excited, man. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Um, Man, happy draft week once again, right? Like I said, man, we less than 48 hours away. Nah, Keith, you, you said that perfectly, brother. It is we're, – we're less than 48 hours away. I'm excited for it. It's time to react and, and see what's going to happen, man, and just be excited about it. But, guys, we appreciate y'all. As always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Jeff your first listen today and every day to the everydayers. Thank you for coming back every single day, Monday through Friday. And if you're not an everydayer yet, you need to become one because the content gets hotter and hotter and hotter Trust me, I don't lie about that type of stuff, guys. So tap in with us. You know, we got like the draft is literally t- the next day. It's tomorrow, guys. So we're going to have reactions um, and everything. We're also going to do a little preview show uh, as well on Thursday morning, uh, you know, the, the next episode. So for uh, Twitter, you can count, you can find Keith Sanchez at The Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.